0: When we talk about meditating on the Word of God, another way to translate it would be chew your food carefully. Let it sink in. Go back and read that verse again. Don't you got to read the verses. No, think about it. Ponder it.
1: Some people just want to check the box on the Scriptures they've read. But Pastor Greg Laurie says it's much better to let the Scriptures check our hearts.
0: I'd rather read 10 verses with comprehension than 10 chapters without it. Shoot the word of God. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day
1: for a new beginning. Oh, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Oh, Again, you hear when the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Sometimes it can feel like our minds have a cruise control function. We could be driving down a familiar road and not be paying much attention and then we refocus and wonder where that last kilometre went. Our minds weren't really in the moment and unfortunately, we can follow that same pattern when we read Scripture, especially if we're trying to read a certain volume of passages as a goal. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie reminds us of the tremendous power of God's Word to instruct, to inspire
0: and to inspect. Today I want to talk about spiritual success. I'm going to ask you to turn to Psalm 19. I think we all want to succeed spiritually. And we want everything fast and easy, just like it is in our regular life. But the Bible talks about slowing down, taking root, studying, denying, obeying, and of course, discipline. So if you want to grow spiritually, here's point number one if you're taking notes. To spiritually succeed, you must love and study the Bible. To spiritually succeed, you must study and love Scripture. This is essential. You never outgrow this. You never get beyond this. This is always a working principle in the life of every successful Christian. I've never met a Christian who was failing spiritually who was also studying the Bible diligently. Now let's see what the Bible says about itself. I want you to turn over to Psalm 19, and I'm going to read from verses 7 to 11. Psalm 19. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. So we already pointed out that if you want to grow spiritually, you need to study and love the Word of God. Number two, to succeed spiritually, we must trust the authority of Scripture. To succeed spiritually, we must trust the authority of the Scripture. As culture changes, we don't need to change with it. The Word of God is trustworthy because things come and go. Things come and go that are stylish. What stylish five years ago suddenly is dated today. But Scripture, in contrast, is perfect or literally whole, complete, and sufficient. Number three, the Word of God transforms us. The Word of God transforms us. Look at verse seven of Psalm 19. The law of the Lord, or the Word of God, it's perfect converting the soul, that testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The word used here for converting can be translated reviving, restoring, transforming. Right? So as you study and apply scripture, it revives you, it restores you, it transforms you. This is very important. Now if you don't feel like you need transformation, If you don't feel like you need to be spiritually revived, then I guess you don't really need the Bible. The Bible is for people who have a sense of desperation about where they are in life. It's for people that are not sure where they came from or where they're going. It's for people that wish they could change, but they don't know how. It's for people that wish their relationships were better. It's for people that need answers. (laughs) It's for you, it's for me. So if you want to be transformed, you need to study Scripture and listen to this. Memorize Scripture. I cannot emphasize that enough. Memorize Scripture. Commit it to memory. We read in Psalm 119.11, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 37.31, God's word is in his heart and then none of his steps will slide. So make room in your memory for the Bible. Number four, the Word of God gives us incredible wisdom. It gives us incredible wisdom. Look at verse seven. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This is an interesting phrase. The Hebrew translates simple from a root word that speaks of an open door. It's speaking of a person who has a mind like an open door. Everything comes in and everything goes out. This person doesn't necessarily know what to let in or what to keep out. They can be naive. They can be open to everything and close to nothing. But the Bible says that it's able to make such a person wise. Think about when you just flip, when you scroll through social media. I just read about a recent study from Wall Street Journal that found that when researchers created accounts belonging to a fictitious 13-year-old on TikTok, they were quickly inundated with videos about eating disorders, body image, self-harm, and suicide. Get it? So you open up a TikTok account as a 13-year-old, and this is the kind of data they're feeding you. And you wonder why a young person is struggling with an eating disorder, body image, or is contemplating self-harm or even suicide. How we need to have a filter. Say, no, I'm not gonna look at that. No, that's not helpful for me. I'm gonna instead do this other thing and fill my mind with the Word of God. You see, when I know what the Bible teaches about the world, everything else begins to make sense. If I believe that man is basically good, then I have a problem in the world I'm living in right now. As I look at the way culture is going, as I look at the crime that is rising, as I look at the horrible things that take place each and every day, if I think man is good, the problem is he just needs to change his environment. That's where the problems come from. I'm gonna have a hard time resolving these things, but if I believe what the Bible says, that man is basically sinful. And that's why he does the things that he does. Things start making a lot more sense. If I believe that we can make the world a better place through our efforts, through politics, through technology, I'm gonna be very disappointed. If I believe that justice will prevail through our wonderful court system, I'm gonna be disappointed. But if I believe that the Bible says that one day Jesus Christ will come back again as King of kings and Lord of lords and establish His kingdom, that changes my perspective, you see. This is why you need a biblical worldview. Here's the problem with people today. They don't have a biblical worldview. You need to think biblically. You need to live biblically. You need to vote biblically. But instead we let our emotions rule our decisions. And that's why we're doing this series together called Timeless, that we would have a good foundation that we build upon. So God's Word is perfect. It transforms us, it makes us wise. What else do we know about the Bible? Well, the Word of God is right. Verse eight, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. It's right, and I can know that it is right. And as I read the Bible, I should ask myself questions. It's not just a historical document, it is that. And we do have history in the Bible, of course. But but that's not the objective of the Bible, to just merely teach you history. That's to give you the backdrop so you understand what was going on in that particular moment. But ultimately, it's a living, breathing book that will speak to you. But it's very important to read things in context. See, people get themselves into a lot of trouble because they get verses out of context, You know, they hold the Bible up to the wind and they they say, Lord, just speak to me right now. Just let the wind blow the pages to the thing you want me to read. All right, you read it. And Judas went and hanged himself. (laughs) Well, Lord, what does this mean to me? Just blow the pages some more. Go thou and do likewise. Wait, what? No. Stop being an idiot. Read it in context. Who was this written to? What was it saying in its original setting? That's why it's good to get an understanding of original languages, having multiple translations that you can consult so you understand the context, you understand the language, the meaning of it when it was originally given, and then I can apply it to my own life as well. This is why it's important to read through books of the Bible. And get the whole counsel of God. And ask yourself the question as you're reading verses. Is there a sin here mentioned that I need to avoid? Or is there a promise here for me to claim? Or is a victory here for me to gain? Or a blessing for me to enjoy? I heard about an old recluse who lived deep in the mountains of Colorado. And uh, when he died, some of his distant relatives came uh, from the city to collect his valuables. Upon arriving, they found an old shack with an outhouse next to it. Inside the shack next to the rock fireplace was an old cooking pot and some mining equipment. There was a cracked table with a three-legged chair standing guard by a tiny window, an old kerosene lamp serving as a centerpiece for the table, and at the dark corner of this little room, there was a dilapidated cot with a bedroll on it and they picked up the old man's junk and started to leave. As they were driving back to the city, an old guy yelled out, who happened to be a friend of the miner, hey, um, could I have what you left back there in my friend's cabin? They said, sure, take it. They thought, there's nothing left in that cabin. And the old friend walked right over to the table reached under it, lifted up one of the floorboards and proceeded to take out all the gold his friend had discovered for the past 53 years. It was worth millions of dollars. And as the relatives were driving away, the old friend said, "They should have got to know him better. See, he knew where the gold was because he knew this man. And the gold is in the word of God. And if you want to get to know God better, dig into the Word of God. The treasures are here for you to discover every single day.
1: You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. And today we're uncovering the many benefits of living a life that spends a generous amount of time studying God's Word. Pastor Greg continues now.
0: Keeping the Word of God makes you happy. Keeping the word of God makes you happy. Psalm nineteen eight, the statutes of the Lord are right, or the word of God is right. Rejoicing the heart. Psalm 1 says, happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delights, not his duty, or his drudgery, his delight is in the word of God and in it does he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he does will prosper. Happy is the man. And what does he do? He meditates in the word of God. Let me just say a word about how much of the Bible you should read. Sometimes I'll read 10 chapters and even brag about it. Just read 10 chapters of Leviticus. (laughs) Let that sink in. Wow, what was it about? I have no idea. (laughs) But I read 10 chapters. I'd rather read 10 verses with comprehension than 10 chapters without it. This is what it means to meditate. In Eastern meditation, one seeks to empty their mind. In biblical meditation, one seeks to fill their mind. Completely different. So when we talk about meditating on the Word of God, another way to translate it would be, chew your food carefully. I remember when Jonathan was a little boy. He loved crab. Dad, can I get crab? Sure, son, Here, some crab. He just eat. Whoa. Wow, it's paid a lot for that crab. Can I have some more? Here you go. Eat it. You're eating the crab too fast. You don't know the value of the crab. You've got to taste it and chew it. <laughs> this is costing me too much money. All right, so... <laughs> We need to chew the word of God. Let it sink in. Go back and read that verse again. Don't you gotta read the verses? No, think about it. Ponder it. Hmm, what does this say to me? Does this apply to me today? That's very important. It'll make you happy. Luke 11:28 28 says, happy are those that hear the word of God and keep it. See, you gotta keep it. It's not just enough to read it. It's not enough to just go through the Word of God. The Word of God has to go through you. It's not how you mark your Bible. It's how your Bible marks you. (laughs) So it's like letting it impact me in the decisions that I make and that will bring the happiness that I desire. You can have a happy life without sin. Oh, I know. That's not what culture tells us. But, But look at the way people's lives go in this culture today. They have it all. They get it all. They experience it all. And they're miserable, unhappy people. God offers you a happiness apart from all of that. The happiness he gives doesn't stop when the party's over. It comes from reading, studying, memorizing, and obeying the word of God. So in closing, the Bible tells me some things I need to know. It's the Bible that tells me there's both a heaven and a hell. That's why it's humorous to me when people say, well, I believe what the Bible says about heaven. I don't believe what it says about hell, and I think heaven is X, Y, and Z. You wouldn't even use the word heaven if you didn't get it from the Bible. It's from Scripture. The Bible tells me there's a heaven and a hell. The Bible tells me there's a God and a Satan. It tells me there are angels and demons. The Bible tells me that I am a sinner. And it tells me that I've broken God's commandments and I fall short of His glory. The Bible tells me that God saw my situation, and while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. The Bible tells me that Christ not only died for me and paid for my sins, but it also tells me He rose again from the dead, and He stands at the door of my life and He knocks, and if I'll hear His voice and open the door, He will come in. The Bible tells me I can be forgiven of my sin and of the hope of heaven, in the afterlife and find the meaning and purpose of my existence in this life. And the Bible tells me to do this now. The Bible tells me, behold, today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Now, I would like to close by extending an invitation for anyone, wherever you are, If you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, you can do it now. Listen, you want to be a happy person, and maybe you've been looking for this happiness in all of the wrong places, and here it's right in front of you. So funny, people look everywhere for truth, and most homes have a Bible somewhere. (laughs) Maybe it's under some other books. It's probably collecting dust, and they're sitting there on a shelf or in a box somewhere, maybe in storage, who knows? is the book with all the answers. The user's manual of life is waiting and you've never even opened it. Oh, open it and believe it. And you can have a relationship with God right now and be forgiven of all of your sin. If you're not sure if your sin is forgiven, if you don't have the confidence that you will go to heaven when you die, if you're trying to fill a big hole in your heart with all the things this world offers and you're coming up short, What you need to know is Jesus Christ is ready to come into your heart and life right now and forgive you. And if you've never asked him into your life, why don't you do it right now? Let's pray. Father, I pray for every person, wherever they are, if they don't know you, speak to their hearts at this very moment and help them to see how much you love them. Help them to see how they can come into this relationship with you and be forgiven of all of their sin. I pray that your Holy Spirit will convict them and convince them of their sin and draw them to yourself right here, right now. Now while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed and we're praying together, if you would like Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you would like him to forgive you of your sin, if you would like to know that you will go to heaven when you die, if you want to find the meaning and purpose of life wherever you are, pray these words with me if you would. Lord Jesus, I believe the Bible is true and what it says about you. And I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior. So I turn from my sin now. I choose to follow you, Jesus, from this moment forward as my Savior and my Lord, as my God and my friend, as your disciple. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer. And I ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer with those who are making a decision for the Lord today. And if you've just done that, if you've prayed that prayer and meant it sincerely, then the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. And we want to welcome you into the family of God. And we also want to help you get started in this new life of faith with some resource materials that we'd love to send you free of charge. Just ask for a new believer's growth packet when you call 1 800 Pray For Me. That's 1 800 772 936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1 800 772 936 today. Next time, join us as Pastor Greg tackles a subject nearly every believer wonders about. It's a study called How to Know the Will of God. And it's one you won't want to miss next time here on A New Beginning.